The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. No. <laughs> no. All right, good way to start off the show. Uh, good vibes here. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hey, welcome to the break. What episode is this? I am is back. This? This what is, episode? Who knows? Derek, what episode is this? 57. Thank 57. you very much. Very important information there. Very? All right. <laughs> so let's jump right into um, everything that's going on. A few roster moves have happened and nothing major, of course, but they did release Bo Scarborough from the practice squad. Now there are Two open roster is it still one or two? I think two? I think they they're out there practicing. I mean, the Cowboys haven't, haven't yet to uh, officially announce it, but I think that they're out there practicing, so therefore they're signed, right, Dave? Um, Darian Thompson is here. I'm not. Who's who's the other guy? There's that, a guy named Goodwin Goodson. Yes, uh, he Thompson's a safety drafted by the Giants in the third round a couple years ago out of Boise State. Um, yes. I yes. don't know as much about or Broncos. Good Goodwin. For like some names, just you can't keep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm struggling with this guy, but I'm not 100 percent sure he's here yet. It might not be official, but he's expected to be here. Sounds like some some roster churning in the defensive backfield. Ibrahim Campbell's out. He was mainly a special teamer anyway. Thompson has started 16 games at one point in his career. Honestly, kind of seemed like he had a role in New York's defense for a minute, and then he just fell off. And he was on Arizona's practice squad, so. Um, you know, I, I don't know that he's going to push for a starting job, but a safety all I need who to has know played. is that it's coming from Boise State. I don't know much about it. All I know is that the the guys coming from over there turn out to be pretty okay. I mean, you're not wrong. Scandrick was great, great, maybe not great. Scandrick was a pretty good corner for a long mm-hmm. time. Demarcus Lawrence is obviously ob- arguably your best player. Tyrone is a solid, versatile guy, and then LVE. Uh, Kellen Moore did not win a game for the <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. Just <laughs> but okay, he had 400 uh, yards. Kellen Moore. Though, I'm talking about defense. But there's, though, al- guys. there's also a bunch of other guys, I'm sure, that played at Boise that uh, are not as good as Vanderish? these guys you just mentioned. The about. vast majority of the... What about Vanderesh? I, I said LVE. Oh. The vast majority of the Boise guys that have come through here have been pretty good. Yeah, and they most of those are On guys defense. that they drafted and they were pretty good. Right. No, and, I, I don't, Darian Thompson yeah. might... I don't know. I doubt... I wouldn't expect him to do a whole lot, but yeah. he's yeah. out here. What's funny is that you say, well, he was a third-round pick, and you're like, oh, third-round pick, and then you're like, so is Chaz Green. You're like, oh, <laughs> okay. No, no doubt. That happens. No yeah, doubt. but you can do that, too, all across the draft, right? All you can talk about those first-rounders, second-rounders, yeah. third-rounders, mm-hmm. whatever. The great the great Darius Jackson has replaced Bo on the practice squad. Didn't even realize he was cut Your by Green back. Bay. Yeah, damn right my guy's back. Love him. Yeah. Getting off the bus thing, just didn't really play – you know, I mean, it's nice. <laughs> Scarborough looks good, but there was oh, well. no there's no role for him, I guess. All right. Well, the guys are back at practice. Now, Cheeto, he was, I guess, what quarter was that when he was taken out of the game? Sec- uh, Second quarter. Third or fourth? Halftime. Halftime. Yeah. He didn't come back in the game. He was struggling with an ankle injury, but he was at practice today. Now, another big question mark is still David Irving. 
who is still out. He wasn't seen out there today, at least the portion that we get to see. And Jason Garrett did mention that he was expected to practice this week. Now, again, do we just go back to taking it day by day as Garrett's famous quote and just seeing what actually happens with Irving? Yeah. I think with David, when you, when you see him and you see him on the field and you yeah, see him playing the game, then you're like, you know what? I think he's going to play. But he'd have to run out on the field, not just not just national anthem. Like he's got to get on the field in the game, about to snap it, and you're like, he is going to play. Exactly. Yeah, that's I it. I I need to see him in a uniform doing stuff on a game day before I worry about it. He yeah, was, I take it way further. I need to see him on the field about to snap it. He was supposed to be here yesterday. He wasn't here. He's supposed to be here today. He's not here. Garrett hopes he'll be here tomorrow. But they were confident as say. of last Friday that he was going to play in the game that Sunday. I mean, I, I think that no, he, he's he got... Just, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, it sounds like. He's got to clean up his life, and that's been the story with him for a while now, but... Uh, and Jason Garrett said today it was the same personal matter he was dealing with last week. Uh, he he talked about it in the summer. He's just he had a lot of stuff going on in his life, you know, over the last six you're, to eight months. You were suspended for four games. You didn't do anything at training camp. Um, so basically, you know, he was not with the team for about eight weeks. Figure it out. I know that's easier said than it done. Is. It is, and I don't know, but I mean, this is your profession. This you have a very small window in your life where you can make two point six million dollars or more, and you need to figure it out. You have people that are counting on you, and I'm sorry, I know there's a lot going on, but money solves a lot of issues, and so you can be able to help certain things. You have eight weeks. I'm not trying to to you know overstate this. I'm not trying to say, well, it's not a big deal. There's a lot of big deals going on, but I'm just saying, I think if being gone for eight weeks, I think you can get a handle of it and come back and play. You knew this day was coming. I just, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, until I guess until and unless I hear more about his story, I'm unwilling to go completely there. Yeah. I get you're right because as a as an adult, your responsibility is to provide for your family, and sometimes you have to figure out how to do how to handle your personal business, which we all have things that come sure. up in our life. You have to figure out how to manage all those things and at the same time do whatever you do in order to bring money in for your family or whatever your responsibility or role is within your family. But the, the only part that, that I still get a little bit, that I've slowed down a little bit on is I don't know the situation. And if there is legitimately a situation that's going on where – you know, it requires him to be there. And let's say you have you have kids. They'll say it involves his kids, and he's got to be there in order to take care of the situation. I know if it's me, I got to handle my kids. My kids are the top priority. They're going to be a higher priority than my job. I know that's bad to say, but if it comes to it and I have to make a decision and I have to be at one or the other, I have to go in and take care of what needs to be taken care of for them. So, I, again, I don't know what his yeah, situation is, but I just I, I pause a little bit at going too hard at him on that. You're right, though. At some point, he's got to figure it out because if, if it keeps happening like this, eventually your employer says, hey, man, I, I just can't deal with the variability yeah. here. And then you and then now you got two problems. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't just have one problem. You got well, two problems. Then so. you would think the communications, the communication between him and the Cowboys would be better than that, because why is Jason Garrett or even Jerry Jones standing up there in front of cameras and basically saying, Oh, we'll have him for the game, or oh, he's gonna be here for practice. Well, but maybe maybe the situation didn't happen until Saturday. Maybe the situation that kept him back didn't come up 
in the way that it came up that forced him not to go didn't come up till Saturday. All I'm saying is we don't no, know I that. And I think yes. I just uh, I feel a little bit hesitant on on just killing yet. the guy when you don't know what the situation is, and then you come back later and you find out the real situation. And you're like, oh wow, I feel bad about that. You know, I just I don't know. I, until I would know more about that, I just I would be a little cautious, a little cautious. Okay, fair to say. Well, th- that's fine. You'd be cautious with that, but when do you you know when do you cut ties? That that's a Jerry call. That's a Jerry, right. Stephen, Will. Jason Garrett call. Those guys will have to figure out at what point they feel like they're no longer willing to deal with whatever he's dealing with personally mm-hmm. as an organization. Because right now, what he's dealing with personally is affecting the organization. At some point, they're going to have to make a decision on that. The one thing I know about Jerry in, in watching him all these years is he is one of those guys that tends to help his players as much as he possibly can and is willing to even, yeah. even to the detriment of himself or his organization, is willing to be there for his players when they're having tough times so i wouldn't think that that time's coming anytime soon but i don't know they'll have to make that decision well you know they they put them on the roster uh, i think there's something else going on if if they put him on the roster and and he's not going to play um you know that he obviously gets paid for that week so i think that might be something that that's being involved here as trying to help him out from yeah. that standpoint maybe and even so if he was here you let's say he comes tomorrow and does something. You wouldn't expect him to be playing this weekend. It just depends. That's I kind of would. Jason Garrett, just like that. I mean, he hasn't had any. I plans. mean, if if you're throwing him out there for ten to fifteen snaps, uh, maybe they think he can do that, right? There's a point in the week. Jason Garrett said this today. There's a point in the week where you have to make that call, and we talk about it all the time. It's usually Friday. So if he's here tomorrow and Friday and can handle the workload, hell yeah, I'll play him. I mean, not 60 snaps, but something. But, but he, see, he's got to get here first. But see, at, at this point in the game, you know, he's already, like, nothing changes for him, you know, Irving. I mean, he's getting paid. He's getting paid because he's on the roster. So not playing or playing or whatever doesn't really matter to him. You know, I mean, I, I don't, well, I don't know if it doesn't matter yeah. to him. But he's getting paid either way. He's getting paid. The Cowboys have really no leverage there. He either helps them or he doesn't. But the paycheck the next week will be exactly the same whether he comes back to Irving, I mean, to Frisco or whatever and plays or, or not. And yeah, that's, but that's – I assume he's smart enough to know no, that. No, 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 no. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> he, he's a he's, wow, he's he's weird. He's not dumb. David Irving is no. A smart he's not guy. a dumb guy. Right. No, he's, not at all. He's eccentric. Okay. He's not stupid. I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. So, smart enough to know what? He's smart enough to know that if he wants the money to keep coming, he needs to get to work at some point, some, and especially point. in in future weeks, and also in the future. He's on a one year deal. But that's what also tells <laughs> me that maybe that maybe this thing is a lot. Whatever he's dealing with personally is a lot bigger than we know. And it's a situation where, again, maybe the organization, in knowing that thing, has said, hey, if you need to go handle that, go handle that. Yeah. You and, know what I'm saying? I mean, okay, let's I don't say think he's dumb. I agree say with he, Dave. No, I don't no, think he's a dumb guy. No, he's not. I'm just saying he's going to go back and forth, back and forth on this. He could do. He could play one game, two games, whatever. He could just play one game in week 17 of the season, three sacks, two forced fumbles. He's a free agent. He's going to get paid. Like, he's. I don't, I don't know about that. Know. Yeah, he's going to get – you don't think he'll don't get think, paid? No, if, I don't think he'll get paid. If he doesn't, like, put together a resume of reliability and production to a point where a team wants to take that on, no. If that's the only game he plays and he gets three sacks, like, somebody will hire him. It's not going to be anything right. worth getting excited about. Right, but he's not going to get a deal. 
He's not going to get a payday if he plays one game after coming back in week five. Honestly, honestly, I think at this point, him coming, if he came back now and came back this week and played through the rest of this year, and let's say he ended up with six sacks. That's That's a good good number of sacks for those number of games. Yeah. I still don't think he get a long gets a long term deal. I think somebody would be willing to give him a one term one year deal because I think teams are going to look at it and say, "Yeah, he's a good player, but can we rely on him?" And that's been his issue from the beginning. Is is he reliable enough? He's been suspended a couple times. He's had issues where he can't be there for whatever reason. So he's had injuries. Like there's a lot of stuff there that says I don't know if I can rely on him. So I think teams would be willing to to give him a deal that gives them a little peak. I don't think there are going to be a lot of teams willing to give him a long term deal. All right, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to jump right into the Jags' offense and see how that matches up against the Cowboys' defense. If you're Mm. like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit directtvnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk. Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back to the second segment of Cowboys break. Now, there are a lot of bad teams around the league, but Jack. Jacksonville isn't necessarily one of them. Right now, they hold the number one defense in the whole NFL, but we will get into that tomorrow, which is going to be pretty painful. And <laughs> But for today, let's stay on the offense side. The team is currently 3-2. and two. They are coming off with a loss against Kansas City, 30-14. So let's start off with their quarterback, Dave. Tell me about him. What are some of the things that this defense can possibly do against him and you, stop him. You guys know about Blake Bortles. Um, yeah, this, mm. I mean, it's funny. This offense, in the grand scheme of things, no, not in the grand scheme of things, like, they're 
it's they're weird. Like they're they're not bad. Like let me. Like, I thought you were gonna say bad. I didn't oh, th- expect you to say weird. You you sit here. You think like oh they lost nine six to the Titans. Oh they lost thirty to fourteen to the Chiefs. Like they can't move the ball. That's not really true. This is the ninth overall offense in the NFL. Uh, they're twelfth in passing, fifteenth in rushing. They average three hundred passing yards. Where per are game. they in scoring? They are awful at okay. scoring. No, I hate the, the the stats. I know. I know that. Right. I'm, I'm not they saying they can move the football. But that's I'm all I'm just I saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that. That's to me. That's the overrated stat is when you start talking about yards on offense or defense. Tell me how much are you scoring? Because that really is an indication of your offense or your defense. Uh, it's not like twenty points. Uh, 20, 34, 30 something again. They're scoring points, so don't tell me they're awful. Are they? They're, we're, we're, they're, they're 26th in scoring. Yeah, they're not but they're here's the, down see, there. I disagree no, with I'm you. No, I'm talking about every game that they've played so far. That's, that is. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm in general, about. But it's still more than what the Cowboys are oh. making, so Cowboys, that's my what, comparison. It's, it's not far off, honestly. Yeah, they're ever. about the same scoring, I think. Yeah. yeah. Cowboys are averaging 19-something. They're 16-something. I mean, yeah. the Cowboys are terrible. Yeah, they but. are. And, but I'm, I think this team's probably <laughs> akin but to that. Here, th- this is my point, and I hear you. Like, yards don't matter at the end of the day, but, like, you see – you think of Blake Bortles. You think about the fact that they're losing games 9-6. to six, You're like, oh, they can't move the ball. They can definitely move the football. They just haven't figured out how to punch it in, whereas the Cowboys can't do anything. I mean – the Cowboys are what? 20, they're 26th in total offense. Like, they cannot throw the ball. They're not averaging 200 yards per game. The Jags are, they're, they can do that. So it just scares me to think that, yeah, they're not clicking in the red zone, but they have the pieces that they can, or at least it looks like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we'll get into but Blake Bortles is Blake Bortles. Like, you know, they got to the AFC title game. He sort of elevated his game. Like, he, he definitely is capable of playing a great game. He had one great game earlier this year. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he lit up the... Um, Who was that he lit up? He, he lit up the Pats. He played great yeah. against the Pats. And right. he, he's played adequately in four of the five games. And then he just chunked up a stinker of all stinkers against the Chiefs. He threw five picks. Uh, these are their red zone trips. You know, you talk about the Cowboys played this inspired defense in the red zone against the Texans. The Jags just fell apart. I mean, they went to the red zone five times. They turned it over on downs. Uh, Bortles threw a pick. Then he threw a touchdown. Then they turned it over on downs. Then he threw another pick. This He threw a football into the back of a lineman's helmet, and it ricocheted and was intercepted. I saw that, yeah. He also threw an interception from the, tw- from the Chiefs 22, which is not a red zone turnover, but it might as well be. Yeah. I mean, like he played so the, Is that so the bad. play where the Chiefs returner was, like, not going down, like, Yes. That yeah. was one of the best. I mean, yeah, he took it all the that, like, way out to midfield. It was like, was these guys never stumbling. get the ball, and they're like, I'm I'm not giving it up. Like, put him on offense. I thought it might have been Traverius Ward, but <laughs> it wasn't him. I or think Skandrick. there's some interesting similarities, I think, here between these two offenses. Hmm. Uh, your quarterback has potential. I think he's athletic. Blake Bortles is – you don't think of him as being an athletic guy. At least I didn't until I watched him. But Why? Because uh, he's tall and white, like he look. I mean, he's 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 he looks like a statue when he stands back in the pocket. We see no color here. That's not. True. There's some athletic. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is athletic. I know. I didn't say that you could. I don't think of Blake Bortles as being this athletic okay. quarterback. I just right. don't. But whatever. But he can escape pressure, and he has had at least 27 rushing yards in every game they've had. Um, longs of 21, 23, and 41. Like he'll wow. wait, wait, he'll he hurt had you. a forty-one yard run. Yes, against two. I believe that one was in the opener against um, Belichick's group. No, that yeah. was the Pats. He did it again. Who'd they open with? 
I don't remember. But he he's gone Didn't for. Did they open in primetime? No. no, no, whatever. This is pissing me. Forty-one off. yard run. It doesn't matter who. He, but I mean, some of them are some of them are designed, some of them are scrambles. But he's had a run like that in damn near every game they've played. Um, Alex Smith, like kind of sneaky, mm, but sneaky. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a real good one. Um, his offensive line is not amazing. They signed Andrew Norwell. Uh, he was the highest paid guard in football before Zach got his deal. Zach Martin said thank you to yep, that absolutely. because that's going to raise it to here. The yep. left side of him and Josh Wells looks pretty good. The right side, uh, A.J. Can at guard and our old friend Jeremy Parnell at right tackle. Jeremy. They're awful. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're bad. They're bad. Jeremy, good, good Jeremy Parnell looks like he's... He got paid. Though. He got a pretty decent deal for a the $30 million dollar combo. That quality of e? player he is. No, he did not. He did not add the E. Um, no, Jeremy. It's Jeremy. He's Jeremy. He looks like he's moving in quicksand. I think that's something to watch with Demarcus Lawrence primarily playing on the left side. I know it seems like we've said that every week, and sometimes it's worked out really well. It didn't work out great against Houston or Seattle. But, but you're starting to see and that Houston really gave a lot of attention to him, to, to Lawrence. He didn't, he didn't get a lot of opportunities. He wasn't a lot of one-on-one with him. Now, he did make a big play at the end of the game. Him and Jalen Smith got after Watson. Yeah. yeah, no, he did have a nice pressure at the end of that game. but Which is kind of shocking to me that with them paying so much attention to him and somebody else didn't get off. That, that was kind of surprising well, to me. Well, we can talk about 94. I mean, he, he's really not doing yeah. anything for you. I mean, he, uh, positively. He's doing Which, some things for you, you know, penalties. as far as penalty-wise. Yeah. That last penalty was really tough. That was a football play to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I don't think that was a good I don't call. like that call. Now, the one in Seattle where he kind of hits the guy right in the face in front of everybody kind of in a the problem. world, that was, a, that was an issue. Yeah. Um, it would be great if Randy Gregory could play well in this game, actually, because if you watch the Chiefs game, D Ford, who is a he's a 3-4 type of rusher, small linebacker type speed guy, pretty mediocre career considering how highly he was drafted. He looked like... He looked like Von Miller out there against Jeremy Parnell and some of their other guys. So I think you can get to him off the edge, and I definitely think you can take advantage of the right side of that. Um, What's happened to Taco? Good question. I yeah no. I mean, at the start of the season, first I was two like, games he looked really, really promising. I was just about to really about make him. some plays, yep. and and it's just the last few weeks. It's just I haven't really seen him. Much. Taco. He has fallen off in the last three games. Uh, I don't think we've played that drop in a while. So no, it was just like, oh. Oh, this drove me crazy. So I went back and looked. Um, they they squeaked out a win over the the Giants in week one. I remember that now. Giants. Saquon yeah, had that yeah, big 70 yeah. yard run. Um, oh, yeah. But here's so I feel bad saying this reminds me of the Dallas offense. But like, just case in point, the Jags let Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns go. And they didn't do a ton to replace him. Like, they brought in Dante Moncrief from uh, Indy. Mm -hmm. They drafted my guy DJ Chark from LSU. They have D.D. Westbrook, and they found Keelan Cole, who's in his second year. And, like, these guys are good. Um, Keelan Cole's actually bigger than I thought he was. He's, like, Mm -hmm. 6'1", 2-something. But they all... Where did Lee go? Lee's hurt. Um, Is he on the team? He's on IR, I believe. Yeah. I didn't know he was on IR. Um, Yeah, I believe. These are their top three guys. Um, Cardell's top four. (laughs) He really is. He's the receiver's coach. Is he? I say they remind me of the Cowboys because I just don't – they don't have, like, a stud. I mean, Cole Cole can do some nice things. He's already halfway to his reception tally from last year. Uh, Westbrook is scary in that he's fast, but, like, they don't have just this guy that can do everything. And that's so – 
my point is they really do two things, in my opinion. Like this, you know, we talked about the Texans and all this motion and, you know, newfangled stuff. The Jags don't really do that. They're way more traditional. And they use the speed of these receivers because they're all burners. They send them deep and they either do that so they can clear out space for somebody to run underneath or they just bomb it to them. Like literally Bortles is going to take at least five, if not eight to ten deep shots in this game. Like literally like you'll see possessions where he does it three plays in a row. In other words, that's why they either score little points or they just go crazy like they did against New England. If they can hit those big plays. They love to live with the deep ball. But then also, and you know, he hasn't been consistent, but D.D. Westbrook can really hurt you because, again, you know, they'll hit him on a crossing route after clearing out space with these deep routes. And if you don't make the first tackle, Mm -hmm. big-time yak stuff. He had – uh, he had nine for 130 against the Jets two weeks ago. Um, but they – and to get back to the red zone, they don't they, – they haven't figured that out. One, much like the Cowboys, I don't think they have a guy who can consistently win when the field shrinks. And as much as they built this team, they think they want to run the ball. Like, they're not great at it. Obviously, Fournette's – They don't have their guy. Fournette's yeah. not going to play. Although, interestingly – and I, this goes back to last year, like, you know I love Leonard Fournette. His yards per carry is not amazing. You yeah. know, like But they can with a guy like him, you can afford to give it to him a lot. Yeah. Especially when you yeah. have an offense that doesn't have a lot of great receiving options. And uh, you then, afford to give it to him a lot, he gets hurt a oh, lot. That's true. He's Fred Taylor. <laughs> Talking about old Jags. <laughs> TJ TJ Yeldon is averaging like four and a half per carry. So like he's I mean, he's fine. And they're they, they can run the ball when they want to, but it's it doesn't wow me. It, I mean, it, it looks like Lamar Miller to me. Mine, I mean, like I said, there's not – you don't see anywhere near as much motion. Like, this is a very traditional-looking offense, at least by modern standards. Um, they've targeted Yeldon 33 times. He scares me more as a receiver than as a runner. Like, I, I, I don't think he's going to dominate this game, but they could throw it to him a lot. Um, and, yeah, like, this is a big play offense, but when they don't get him, they kind of stagnate, and then – when the field shrinks and you can't go over the top of people, they haven't figured out how to get into the end zone. How much does that help the Cowboys that um, with a guy like, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a team like this that that's that loves to throw the ball deep, which means you got to take a little bit more time to allow those routes to develop, um, and an offensive line like you said that the right is at the right side or the left side, right side that's right a problem. Side. The right side. On the right side, that's a problem. How much has that contributed to them getting a lot of sacks? Uh, because they want to take the time to let the play develop, but their their offensive line can't hold up. Yeah, no, he's been sacked 11 times in five games. Um, it's not a huge number, though, right? It's probably middle of the league. Yeah, I mean, it, the Cowboys have given up, what, 13? So, yeah, yeah it, it's not great. It's not among the league's best. I don't, it's not among right. the league's worst either. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I, like I said, speed for me is the thing. Like, Jeremy Parnell just cannot deal with a guy with, like, a great first step. Um, but then Bortles is athletic enough to deal with some of that. And I think a lot of these are like, you know, he doesn't wait to do, to take that shot. You know, like these aren't long developing plays, but I don't, he doesn't get the ball out anywhere near as fast as the last two quarterbacks that they've played. So I feel like we say this every week, but there's plays to be made in the pass rush if they can get home, mm-hmm. which I'd love I know it did not work against Deshaun Watson. The They blitzed and it did yeah. not work, but I think it could against this guy you know I wonder <coughs> excuse me I wonder and I'll ask you guys the question do you think against Houston the reason it didn't work is because um in the first half he was kind of leaking out quite a bit really in the first quarter 
and that maybe the defense decided, maybe the coordinators decided, hey, it's a better oper- it's better for us to just stay in our lanes and keep him in the pocket than to rush aggressively and allow him to leak out. Do you think that maybe that was a part of the reason why they weren't getting home as frequently? Well, I mean, I, I think they weren't getting home because because he gets out of that. I mean, I, I, I agree with, with some of that, that, that there was a change there in philosophy, but I do think that, you know, they – the defensive tackles as they did play pretty well, but a lot of that pressure came from the outside. And then when he steps up and does come out, I mean, th- there's the linebackers, you know, they have to, a decision to make every time. I know there was a play where he, he was out there and Anthony Brown had to decide, do I go after you or do I, do I stay home? So that's just what a mobile quarterback does. I don't know if, if it would be as aggressive with Bortles. Right. But and that was kind of my point yeah. is maybe if that was their strategy, if that was their thought in that game, Maybe you don't have to worry about that as much in a game like this because, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with a guy that's athletic, yeah. that's different than dealing with a guy who's completely mobile, you know, right? I think you have to be a lot more cautious when you're dealing with a Deshaun Watson than not, you may have to be. Not only that, but I, I just think Deshaun Watson is nails, you know? Like, he's, he's got it. And yeah. I'm, I don't know Blake I, I think, Bortles. I, you don't think Blake it, like, that sounds like it. a hot take. Like, I've never met Blake Bortles, but I don't think – I don't think he's got it. I don't think he's like poised and is just always going to make the right decision. I've never met Beckham. He seems like he's got it. I don't yeah. think you have to meet the guy. <laughs> well, I just, you know. Well, when you say got it, can he play? I mean, well, that's really what you're here, saying. Here's, here's the thing about athletic quarterbacks. And I think this is what, you know, you see guys in college do some great things. Uh, you see some athletic guys that don't ever get drafted. Uh, you know, what's the difference between a Dak and a Deshaun Watson? He, this guy gets picked pretty high or, or Mahomes gets picked pretty high. Um, I think it's it's being able to throw on the move, like actually running and throwing at the same time. I don't think Dak is really that good at that. I kind of agree with you. I, I think he could run out there, and then he needs to kind of stop and all that. But when he's just slinging it, you know, there's a lot of times we see on tape, you're like, he's open, he's there. And I'm like, okay, but he's on his back foot, and he doesn't have that. Favre yeah. could do it. Mahomes could do it. He doesn't have it. He's got to set his feet. That's the difference to me between a fourth-round pick and a first-round pick. And that's what I don't know if – now, Bortles, on the other hand, he, yeah, athletic is fine, but you still need to set your feet and throw it. If you're in, But Watson, though, you saw him just slinging the ball. Yeah. So I, I think I disagree. Like It seems like one of Dak's most consistently good throws is when he's drifting in a direction and then just fires it in there, which, like – I think he's a pretty good thrower on the run. The problem is, and Jason Garrett talked a lot about this today, is like if he has to move in the pocket and reestablish himself, he's not good at it. He's he just I isn't. Guarantee but it you seems like Jason did not say that. I'm 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 okay. paraphrasing. <laughs> okay. No, no. I'm Jason, just knowing Jason, he did not say that. Jason just talked a lot about the art if you will of like moving in the pocket he's like you know it's not always noticeable to the naked eye or to somebody that doesn't play the position but like the best quarterbacks have to move in the pocket and reestablish their Tom Brady's the best at if you watch watch him operate in the pocket he never runs what he does he 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 just moves he slides and when he gets to where he's going he reestablishes and he throws like and he's so good at case in point like one of the better plays Dak made the other night was when it all went to hell and he was running for dear life and threw that prayer to Tavon and I mean it was a well-placed ball Tavon had to go get it but it went where it needed to be it's when he has to sidestep somebody and move and then there's a guy in his face he doesn't reestablish his mechanics to the point where it goes where he wants it to yeah well, on that note, let's take our final break. And when we come back, I want you to tell me, based on everything that you said, what is going to be the toughest matchup between these two teams? 
While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. You gotta take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm, I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Get you a pair of Tommy John underwear. You can be a guy, you can be a girl, you can get it for yourself, get Man, it for woman. a friend, you can get it for whatever, woman, straight lady, yeah. Yeah. boy, whatever you need. Tommy John, yeah. don't let the name fool you. It's for everybody. 20% off your first order. It's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. It's the best underwear you're going to have, or they'll guarantee it. They'll give your money back. And if you get a wedgie, they'll give your money back on that too. All right. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I have a lot of comments, but I will avoid them because we have more things to talk about. Dave, what was the thing that you wanted to add? Well, so we saw during the break, I don't know how big of a deal this will be, but they did sign Jamal Charles. Um, They lost lost Corey Grant to a Liz Frank injury, and Leonard Fournette has already been ruled out. So he'll be your number two. I, I wonder, just like TJ Yeldon, I don't know, I worry more about them in the passing game than the running game. Like, oh. they're, they're going to run the ball. I trust the Dallas front seven. This is the, what I already said it, this is the 15th best rushing offense. Like, the, they can move the ball, but it's it's not something that you, freaks me out. Do you remember going to games at UT when he was there? No, that was he was way after oh, that Oh, sorry. sorry. He way just seems like an old guy. No, he he's been around the league he for a long time, but guy. I'm also an old guy. So true. Yeah, I was I was back in school. When uh, I what I was, I was actually going to bring up. Was quarterback, that was small. 
This is a fun little... Cash Brothers. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, no, thank Sorry. you. I know you are. Um, fun little stat that I would not have guessed. We'll talk about the Jags' defense tomorrow, but how many takeaways do you think they have this year? On defense? like they're just... How many? Not very many, because I have them in fantasy, and they're not getting me points that I thought they'd be getting me. Sorry, man. Six. They're stopping yards. They're not. Teams aren't scoring a lot one on a them for the most part, but, yeah, turnovers aren't happening. Five. That is one of the game. Miles Jack had a pick six in week one, and they've basically been meh ever since. How many times have they given the ball away? Twelve. They lead the league. Blake Bortles wants to give you this ball. He does. And they still have a winning record. Yeah. That tells you how good that defense really is. It is. But, I mean, we've seen it firsthand. Your offense, if your offense isn't a guarantee to score 17 points in any given week. It doesn't yeah. matter how good your defense is. You'll still lose more games than I mean, you should. How many picks does Dak, has Dak thrown? Four? Uh, four. Five four. touchdowns and four picks. Four picks. I mean, of, of all of those picks, every one of them has been knocked up in the air, right? I mean, and I'm not, this isn't a, this isn't yes, a good thing about Dak. Both of the or, ones in Seattle and both of the ones in Houston. I mean, he's not just, like, staring down a guy and throwing it. And it's, no. you know, but... That's not necessarily a good thing. I'm not saying, oh, it's all great. I mean, because he's forcing the ball in there when he maybe he shouldn't and forcing it to players that he really shouldn't be. Like, Thompson is one of them. Jarwin is another. Gallup was the one that dropped it that Earl caught off his shoe. Yep. What's the one? What's the Tavon and uh, Tavon. Yeah, all four all. of those. Yeah. Again, I mean, that's why you need your receivers to be able to make plays. Could have. That's true. And but all on the flip side, on the flip side of that, we always talked about Dez, and he he'll, he knocked a few ball. You know, he played volleyball a little bit last year too, but he also caught some. That's one thing we're not seeing out of these guys. They're just not like, you know, me versus you. Like, he caught that. He ca- yes, but he h- caught. How that. often are you seeing them? One specific guy going up against another defender. You compared to Des Bryant to what Des Bryant was used to getting. Right. It's not I don't similar. Your point. I'm saying Des got a lot of chances to go 50 50, right? right. And go up against a defender. Right. These you. receivers are not getting that same amount of time. Do you feel comfortable with any of them doing that? Like doing 50 50 well, balls to any of those guys? I would Maybe. like to give them a try and see if just having them in there a little bit longer would help them out because clearly the whole rotation thing isn't working oh, out. Oh, you're talking about right opportunities just in the game, not necessarily yes. throwing up 50-50 balls. I'm sorry. I get you. Opportunity-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Yeah. I, I'm just saying they don't – when the ball's in the air, I don't think it's a 50-50 ball right now. That's the problem. I don't think this is a 50-50 ball. I think it is a 30-70 ball. And 70 – 30 is that you're going to catch it. 70 is that it's hitting the ground or it's going to another team. And that's not really good at all. This isn't 50-50. Well, me. Yeah, I'm, my question would be, how do you fix that, though? Is it what Amber says? that April maybe you need to Maybe you year. need to limit down. I mean, you got you still got to play the season, right? Oh, yeah. So what do you do this this season? Like, is it what Amber's saying where you limit, you kind of shrink your, your rotation with wide receivers and you use specific guys a lot more? Is it the kinds of routes that they're running? That maybe you need to be doing more of another kind of thing, using these, using the skill set of these wide receivers versus what they're doing right now. Like, how do you fix that? I mean, <laughs> Linehan is this is his Big playbook. This is his playbook. So if this is, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's if he just hasn't flipped to like the exotic pages of, of, of all the cool stuff that's <laughs> the happening. The little tab that says exotic. Yeah. Go oh, to that let's go to that. Here's something I don't understand. 
this whole like, oh, why not let Jason Garrett do the play calling? When you're at this point and so much is at stake right now and the place is getting so heated up, why not just do it? And who cares? Who cares what people have to say about it? Who cares about pride? Put that aside. Your goal is to win a game. Let's do it no matter what it takes and just give it a try and see how it works out for the team. But the the coach has to get to a point where he feels like that's the biggest problem. How can you not feel that way? I'm not talking. I, you might feel that way. What? I said the hey. coach has to get to that point, and I'm not. I'm not, on, I'm not certain that he does, that he feels like that's the wait, biggest wait, wait, problem wait. that needs to be changed. Hold just a second. Where Jason Garrett go to school? Princeton. That's typically a pretty smart school. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do the play calling this week. We're gonna play Jacksonville. Guess what? Jacksonville's defense. We need to be able amazing. to run the football. Okay. Well, he, you don't. You don't do that. You don't pass, and you lose. Maybe not whatever. this game. Right. 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 You <laughs> let Lenahan take this one, and then all of a sudden, you know what? I'm going to take over for Washington and whatever. It's very smart. Uh, hey. It's like, oh, oh come on. Look the improvement smart. I That's made. <laughs> right. <laughs> let Lenahan get one more with the Jaguars, <laughs> and then it's time. And then we make Because if he does it, can you imagine? Okay, he takes over the play call, let's say this week, and everyone knows about it. And the three and out is Zeke for two, incomplete here, sack on third down, punt. The f- I mean, how many tweets are going to be like, oh, yeah, this looks great. Jason, I guarantee you this, though, Nick, over. If, they t- if he takes over play calling, none of, us will know, none of us will know about it publicly. We might hear rumors and people might tell us off the record. You're not going to announce, hey, Jason's taking over okay, the play calling. Okay, what about nah, when, CBS n- is the next good. week when you get to talk to Scott Linehan Garrett, and be like, hey, Scott. Like this, Scott, will just kill, Scott will still we be talking like. We saw great improvement yeah. in the play calling. What is we going just, on? What, what we continue to do what we do. We continue to do what we do. You covered your mouth the whole game and Linehan was eating a hot dog the whole first half like what's going on here it'll get out if no, something like that happens, i'm saying i'm saying there will be rumors they will never admit to it i mean it's happening right now at my school the the head coach is called you cannot convince Wait. me he's not calling the place hey. and you cannot convince me he wasn't calling the place starting earlier Hold in the on. season than just when the offensive coordinator Hold was on. out let me ask this question again where did garrett go to school Princeton. okay so <laughs> the flip side the cowboys scored 28 points and they win 28 to 10 the offense dak those for 350 garrett what was the issue well, you know, I started calling the plays this week. <laughs> he's not going to say that. You know, Garrett. You talk about it all the time. He walks in that same blue outfit. He's not that. He's not Let's giving anything wear away. Red. <laughs> he's all not right. giving anything away. Well, Dave, you gave us a pretty good scouting report. It was pretty bad. You made him sound pretty bad, which is good. So <laughs> it's a mixture a good of good today. and bad. Good job, Dave. Pretty good report. Hey, you know, I, like I said, I always try to do my own homework, but I'd be stupid not to cross-check with Brian. I didn't realize we were out of time. So, yeah, we're running out. But Brian, really, really quick. Brian just, watched this offense and was like, "This they can they match up well with these guys. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, that is a favorable matchup. The tough one is tomorrow, defense. But yes. I mean, these corners can stay with these. These corners can stay Jack with these uh, these receivers. <laughs> I worry about the underneath stuff. Westbrook catching a ten yard pass and going sixty. That scares me. But Hopkins, that would be the, the you can no, he's not part of you the can. Offense. They haven't they haven't given up more than twenty four points this season. They can hold these guys to less than that. I believe that. Barring right. unless the defense is scoring touchdowns for them, they can keep this offense there to twenty four or less. There's no doubt in my there mind. There you go. Nice. I like that. Thank you, Dave. Thank you guys for listening. For Derek Eagleton, Nick Eatman, David Hamlin, and Member Garcia, this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?